This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast where I'm going to be talking about a topic that comes up quite often when I'm working and when I'm speaking to pet businesses about how they can get press coverage and how they can get publicity. And it is about why I chose to do coaching over done-for-you PR. So why I help pet businesses learn how to get publicity themselves rather than doing it all for them. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while or if you know me already, then you might know that this podcast and this business, my publicity for pet businesses business, kind of happened by accident. It all came about a few years ago because I would I had been working as a journalist and I still do. I'd been writing lots about pet stories um, and the pet industry and about people who do extraordinary things to help animals. And I decided that I was going to write a pet blog. And my pet blog is called thepawpost.co.uk. It's still there. It's very neglected, but it is still there. And on there, I shared stories about pets, about pet businesses and all things related to the pet industry. And what happened was when people found the blog, they'd come along and ask if they could be featured on my blog, which was lovely. And then when they found out I was a journalist and that I wrote stories for newspapers and magazines as well, they were like, actually, we know that your blog's very nice and all that, but can you help us get some press coverage? And I was like, yeah, okay. You know, these are the steps that you need to follow. And I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to write a book. So a few years ago, back in 2018, I wrote a book and I wrote it in the space of a month. It's called Publicity Tips for Pet Businesses. It's still available on Amazon now. Um, it very much was thrown together. But what I thought I would do was write a book. So if people wanted to have a framework to follow to get press coverage for the pet business, they could go and buy the book for like £12 on Amazon read it and off they went. Anyway, when I wrote the book, it ended up um, doing really well. And I decided when I wrote the book that I would open a Facebook group for people who bought the book and read it and wanted to get some more support. And when I set the Facebook group up, that's when my audience started to grow and I started to have more people who wanted to get press coverage come and find me. And that leads us to where we are today. Um, around that time, I also got a business coach as well. I went and worked with Janet Murray. She'd done very similar. She had worked as a journalist as well. And then she went into um, PR coaching. Then she's now in content marketing. So I had this thing where I had small businesses approach me and they wanted to learn about press coverage. And I didn't want to do PR for them. I wanted to show them how to do it themselves. So first of all, I did it with the book and then I have created from there a community and courses and this podcast as a result. So I wanted to talk in this episode about why I decided not to do PR for people and why it's something that I won't ever do either. Um, and a little bit about my experiences of doing done for, for UPR and why I feel that coaching is a much, um, it's much more preferable for me to do and I think as a small business starting out and looking to raise your profile actually having coaching where you learn to do it yourself is far more valuable to you than spending lots of money on a PR company. So a little bit of background to, uh, for you. I've worked as a journalist since 1999 on local newspapers and magazines and regional and national newspapers as well. I've been freelance since 2006. So I've worked for all kinds of different uh, publications from 
um, you know, the Red Tops to the Telegraph and the Times um, to Closer magazine, Grazia magazine, all kinds of different publications. And I know the kind of stories that, that work and I also know the ones that don't. So I know if somebody comes to me with a story idea and I know it's a great story, I can go, yep, I can place it. And if someone comes along with a story idea and I think, hmm, not sure about that, I want to be able to be really honest with them and say, I don't think that's going to work. And that's one of the reasons why I do coaching rather than um, rather than PR. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. Um, I've also dipped my toe into the PR world as well. So about seven years ago, I did some work in-house where I go and shift a company called Marco Richards in Manchester. They're a great agency run by ex-journalists. They're all ex-journalists in there. And I would go in there for a couple of days a week and we worked for clients who were in like the healthcare sector. They worked for um, the run businesses. We worked for a boot camp. We had a guy who was a laser eye surgeon. And they've had pet brands in there. They've had all kinds of different people um, who have worked with them. And I used to work there, write press releases, liaise with clients, try and get press coverage. So I did that on a freelance basis. And around the same time, I also did a lot of local networking and worked with small businesses, helping them write press releases as well, again, on a freelance basis, which I would then go and try and pitch into different websites, different newspapers and that kind of thing in the local area. So the other thing that I did as well is I did PR for a short time for a pet sitting app um, and I worked over the years I've worked on press releases for other pet brands which they have then gone and placed themselves or I have pitched in two different newspapers and it was when I wrote the book that I realized that I wanted to create an online business and do coaching and after I wrote the book and the community grew on Facebook and then, you know, people were asking me for one-to-ones and that kind of thing, I decided that I didn't want to offer done-for-you PR services and to provide coaching instead. So in this podcast episode, I'm going to share the reasons why and I hope that that will help you understand why I don't offer done-for-you PR. Um, and also, if you're considering getting working on raising the profile of your pet business and you're wondering whether you should hire a PR company or learn to do it yourself. I hope this podcast episode will give you lots to think about and potentially if you would like to come and work with me you can send me a message at Rachel Spencer UK on all social media platforms or just drop me an email rachel at publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk and it would be great to hear from you. So I'm going to go through the reasons why I don't do done for you PR and as I say if you've got any questions then do just drop me a line. So the first reason number one is that I didn't feel comfortable charging lots of money to people when you couldn't guarantee coverage. So one of the reasons why I ended up where I am now is um, I remember meeting up with a couple over in Warrington where I used to live um, and they'd spent a lot of money on a PR company to launch a product for them and they'd had very limited coverage and they'd basically spent their entire savings on this and they were absolutely devastated and they contacted me as a local freelance journalist because they hoped that I could write about their product. I was lucky enough to be able to write about them and I got some really good coverage for them in the Telegraph, which they were really pleased with. That was all completely for free. I was paid by the newspaper as a freelance journalist because I provided the story. But I remember sitting with this couple and they were very upset at what had happened to them. And I remember thinking, you know, it just feels wrong that these people are spending so much money, this, you know, ordinary couple spending all of this money on a PR company and there isn't any guarantee that a story is going to land. They can't guarantee that you're going to get coverage. And I just remember thinking there must be another way of doing this. And that really stuck with me. That was back in like 2015 or something. It was way before I wrote the book, way before I had the community or anything like that. 
But I remember thinking there must be another way um, around this for people who don't have tens of thousands of pounds to spend and who are going to be absolutely devastated if they do spend that amount of money and don't get the results that they wanted. So I didn't feel comfortable charging lots of money for something I couldn't guarantee. And the reason why PR companies do charge up to £6,000 a month is because a lot of hard work does go into secure coverage. You know, it's not just a case of writing a press release and sending it out to a list of people and hoping that it's going to be picked up. They have reports to write. They've got like KPIs to monitor. They have events to organize. They have meetings with clients. They've got databases to track media coverage on. They often do content marketing for their clients and much, much, much more. And I think it's right that people pay a lot of money for it. PRs work really hard. Editors can be very tricky and demanding. Journalists are under a lot of pressure to find stories and to make stories work. And often PRs can bear the brunt of that. So it's absolutely right that they charge the amount of money that they do. But the thing is with PR and with the media is you can't guarantee that a story is going to make. And just because somebody has paid £3,000, £1,500, £6,000, however much the amount is, that isn't going to that isn't going to guarantee anything. And even if you think you've landed a brilliant story in a brilliant publication, it's your complete dream PR opportunity Something might happen in the news that kicks your story out of the paper. Another thing that also happens as well is if a story gets kicked out of the paper and it doesn't get used or out of the magazine or whatever outlet it is, you get shifted off your radio slot, then quite often the journalist or the editor might think, oh, we've already seen this story, we're bored of it now, and then the story's dead in the water. And that's really, really hard. Um, And you can't control that. You can't control what's going to happen, what world events are going to happen. We've had wars, we've had a pandemic, we've had members of the royal family dying. These are all things that affect what stories go in the paper. And if you're paying a big retainer, that is potentially going to impact on whether or not your story is used. And that's really, really devastating when somebody's paid a vast amount of money for something It's really disappointing for the client and it's really, really disappointing and stressful for you when you are, you know, you've negotiated that piece and you've worked really hard on it. And then for whatever reason, it doesn't land. So that's the first reason. I didn't feel comfortable charging lots of money for something I couldn't guarantee. The second reason is that supporting small businesses and growing businesses is something that I'm really passionate about. So Over the years, I have worked with some big clients who've got huge budgets and quite rightly, they expect a lot for the money that they've invested in PR. But I also really believe that being in the media isn't just for big companies with deep pockets and great big budgets. I think new and growing businesses have got stories to tell and they've got some really extraordinary stories to tell as well. So a couple of weeks ago, I'm recording this in May 2022, a couple of weeks ago, I did a free five day challenge. It was called the Be Bold Bootcamp and it was talking about um, being bold, putting yourself out there, telling people about what you do in your pet business. And it was all around the idea came from reading posts where people were saying oh it's always Graham Hall who's the expert dog trainer or it's always this other person who's used as an expert in all the media stories you know why is it always them why isn't it me and I feel really strongly about this I do think that there should be other voices out there rather than people who've got you know great big media teams behind them like the likes of Graham Hall who if you're not in the UK has a TV show called Dogs Behaving Badly and he's known as the dog father he's a dog trainer So I think it's really important that small businesses and, you know, 
solopreneurs get their chance to go in the media and get press coverage and step into the spotlight as well. And I've worked with hundreds now of people who've been able to do that without having to have a PR company and without having to invest loads of money into it. And having press coverage for smaller businesses means so much as well, like particularly local businesses who want to reach people in their immediate area. It really does mean a lot to them and it really does make a difference. So one of my clients, Zoe, she's a dog trainer at Best Behaviour Dog Training over in Suffolk. She won an award and she got some really great press coverage. It was the Theopathetis Small Business Sunday Award. So she got loads of really good press coverage and her local paper shared it on their Facebook page and it led to It led to something like 80 inquiries in one day. So I know how much it means for local small businesses to get press coverage and the impact that it can have. And I think it's really important that small businesses are supported to achieve the same kind of results that big companies can have. So that's something that I feel really passionate about, empowering people with the skills to do their own PR and have brilliant coverage. That's what I absolutely love. So the third reason is that I can be honest about whether a press release is any good. So when I used to work at a PR firm, sometimes our clients who were paying lots of money would say, I want you to write a story about this, or I want you to tell people about that. And I would think, oh, this isn't going to work. It's just not newsworthy. It's not going to work. People aren't going to be interested in this. It's too selly or it's too promotional. And I know that with a few little tweaks, we could have made it into more of a story. But when you've got a client who's paying you thousands, or the company you work for, thousands of pounds every month, they want to call the shots. And I kind of understand that. You know, if you're paying a lot of money for a service, you don't want somebody saying, no, that's wrong. So you want people to do things your way. You're paying all of this money. But the fact is that we're going to the journalists and the editors and trying to get these stories in. And if they are too selly or they're too... They're just not interested enough. They're not going to get anywhere. And sometimes it can be hard with a pe- with a client who's paying you a lot of money to get that across to them. They get offended. You get really stressed out and you can't, you know, you can sometimes struggle to be honest about what is newsworthy and what isn't. And also some clients will listen to you. Some clients won't. And it can be a really tricky relationship to navigate. Now, when I'm working with my coaching clients, if somebody comes up with an idea and I don't think it will work, I will just say to them, I don't think that's going to work. Maybe if we did this, how have you thought about doing this? But I can be brutally honest with people because they're coaching clients rather than paying me thousands of pounds a month clients. So as I said, in the past, I've worked with clients who've insisted we send out stories which I knew would not land. And then I feel like my time is wasted, their time is wasted, and contacts were being bothered with stories that were never going to see the light of day. And it's really demoralizing trying to punt something that you know won't go anywhere because you're just, it's, you know, there's no, you're in a massive no-win situation. So that's another reason why I don't do done for you. It's because I would feel like I wouldn't be able to be so honest about whether somebody's idea was any good. And I don't want to be flogging dead horses. I want to be working on ideas that people are going to pick up and like and that people are going to get great coverage from. So reason number four as to why I chose coaching over doing done for you PR is because I don't have to be rejected over and over again. Now, who likes being rejected? I don't think there's many people who do. Um, Even if you are the toughest salesperson, being rejected and getting the no is hard, isn't it? But as a PR, you get rejected over and over. And with fewer journalists and more PRs, it's really hard to cut through. But if you show a business owner how to do their own PR and they put themselves forward, yes, sometimes they get rejected. But because they're doing it and they haven't got that huge investment, they've paid for the coaching, which is a much, much lower price point. 
And they also have been coached to know that if one person says no, there's lots of other different people they can go to. It really softens the blow. So while they do get rejected or they might get a no, there's always someone else that they can go and pitch the story to. And with my coaching clients, what I do as well is I do explain that if a story isn't going to land, if you can't place it anywhere else, then use it in your own content. You can use it as a blog on your own website or in your own content marketing, on your own social media, on your newsletter. There's loads of different ways you can repurpose something that hasn't landed. And the great thing about learning how to do your own PR and having coaching rather than paying somebody to do it for you is yes, there is a bit of skin in the game. Yes, you do pay to be in my program or pay to do my course, but it's nothing like the kind of figures you'd be paying if you hired a PR company. So my course is currently £900 as a group program. You can also do it one-to-one as well. If you hired a PR company to do your PR for you, you'd be looking at anything from £500 a month, minimum three-month retainer, up to like £6,000. So the figures that we're talking are so different to what you would pay if you were having PR coaching. So again, yes, you've got skin in the game. Yes, yes, you've invested to do the training with me. But if if you're regularly putting pictures out and some of them don't land, that's okay. You just move on to the next story, dust yourself off and use it on your own platform. So as I say, if a story isn't picked up, they either try another outlet with it and if all else fails, they can use it for their own content and then they move on to the next story. So the final thing I wanted to share as well is that journalists would far rather speak directly to the person than go through a PR and that's my fifth reason for doing coaching over done for you PR. So having to go through a PR can be frustrating. So let's say you're a journalist and you want to speak to a dog trainer about some tips on how to keep your pet safe in the summer in the hot weather. Or you want to speak to a cat groomer on tips on how to cut your cat's claws at home. That would be somebody very brave who would do that. Rather than if somebody comes to me and says, you know, I need these these two people to chat to, I'll just give them the direct line to the people in question. They won't have to go through me. I won't have to go and interview the cat groomer or the dog trainer and then send it back to the journalist. They'll just get on the phone or they'll email them and get exactly what they need. And most journalists want to do that. They want to have direct access to the expert or the person they need to talk to. So the journalists can move quickly and get the information they need without having endless emails and calls. And I train my clients to be like the perfect case study. So they get chosen over and over again. So like one of my clients, Kim from Leo, Charlie and me, for example, she's been used as a case study by the same journalist a number of times now. And it's because she always gives them exactly what she needs. Really easy to interview, really brilliant at follow up. So they come back to her over and over again. So often I'll get requests from journalists for experts and pet stories and it just means they're connected straight away to the person who can help them. And if we think of it from the journalist's point of view, they're under a lot of pressure to create lots of stories and get a lot of work done. All they want is for it to be done as quickly and as painlessly as possible. And the less people involved in the process, the easier it is for them. So just to conclude on this, just to give you a bit of an analogy as to why I do things the way I do. I was talking to somebody the other day and she is a puppy trainer and she offers a couple of different packages. So she does one where obviously she has classes and one to one. And people will pay a different amount of money depending on whether they have a class with other puppies or a one-to-one where it's just them and the trainer. And the other thing that she does is she has a thing where she will basically raise your puppy for you. So the puppy will go and live in the trainer's house and she does everything for you. She lives, eats, sleeps and breathes that puppy for, I think it's about three months. So the, the, the puppy goes to live with the trainer 
And three months later, you have got the perfectly, beautifully trained, well-behaved puppy at the end of it. Now, the difference in price between what you would pay to go for a puppy class with this lady or for a one-to-one with this lady compared to what you would pay for her to work with your puppy around the clock every day, picking up the poo, doing teaching it how to behave, doing absolutely everything for it for three months, is there's a huge difference, isn't there? And I think this is a really good analogy when it comes to done-for-you PR and coaching. So you would expect to pay thousands of pounds to have your puppy brought up for you, to have the perfectly perfectly behaved puppy raised over the course of three months and then handed back to you. Whereas if you were to go along to classes and maybe have some one-to-one, you would learn everything that you'd need to know to raise your puppy and to have a happy, well-behaved pup. But it would be up to you to implement that advice and to work through it. And you would expect to pay a much lower amount. So that is my final analogy in this episode. And I hope that makes sense. I hope if you're listening and thinking, but I just want somebody to do it all for me, then that shows why, you know, you would expect to pay such a large amount of money for somebody to do it for you. It literally is like the puppy being handed over to somebody and raised perfectly, or, you know, you figure out the training yourself. I think it's quite a good um, analogy there. So I'm just going to recap over my five reasons why I don't do done for UPR and why I chose coaching. So number one is that I don't feel comfortable charging loads of money when I can't guarantee something. Number two is that supporting small businesses and growing businesses is what I'm really passionate about. Number three is that I can be honest about whether a press release or an idea is any good. Number four is very honest. I don't have to be rejected over and over. And number five, it's because journalists would rather speak directly to the person or the expert or the case study rather than go through other people so just to conclude my feelings on this topic are as follows I feel like learning to do your own PR empowers you with skills that you can use for life and I've got people who are who've been through my programs who've got different businesses one like one of them Louise she's coming on the podcast in a few weeks she's got a Pilates business and a Canicross business so she's learned how to get PR for a Canicross business and she then takes it over into her Pilates business got loads of other clients who use what they've learned with me in so many different ways and it's absolutely brilliant to see Um, and I do believe whatever it is that you want to whatever it is you want to master, I do think it's really important to go and learn how to do it yourself first. So before you hire somebody, before you bring somebody in, whether that's a social media manager, whether that's someone to do your email marketing, whether that's a VA, whatever it is, if you can learn the thing that you need to learn first, it means that, you know, no matter what happens, you've got the skills there, haven't you? So I'm not knocking PRs. There are loads of PRs out there doing an amazing job and I regularly connect pet businesses with them when they're ready to outsource. But I just firmly believe that as with many other things in your business, it's really important to learn it first yourself and then hand it over. So if you've listened to this episode and you're thinking, actually, yeah, I would quite like to learn how to do my own PR, then do drop me a message. I'm at Rachel Spencer UK on all platforms, or you can email me rachel at publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk. I've got a couple of options when it comes to learning how to do your own PR. You can either do the done in a day, which is where you spend an entire day with me on Zoom and we go through my entire programme and you learn everything that you need to know to do your own PR in a day. That comes with three months support in my um, in my membership programme as well, the Get Your Pet Business in the Press community. So you have the ongoing support after the day. 
That's for you if you want to get this done quickly. The other option is to come along and do my 12 week Get Your Pet Business in the Press program. Every couple of months, I do a free five day challenge ahead of this course starting. The next one's going to be happening in June and I'll put the link to sign up in the show notes for this episode. So come and join me on the challenge, see how you get on with that. And then if you want to carry on the good work, then you can come and do the 12 week program. It's led to dozens of pet businesses getting hundreds, if not thousands of pieces of press coverage. It's a brilliant program, loads of great camaraderie and you get get everything in there that you need to go and do your own PR. So any questions, drop me a line. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope you found it helpful and good luck with getting your pet business in the press. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.